The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. being in the in the midst of holiday season because we have much tastier snacks and adult beverage so what snacks do we have today dave oh we've got some salami some prosciutto crackers cheeses olives stuffed with uh blue cheese yeah the general theme is meat and cheese what a surprise oh that's just i don't know if i'm gonna be able to eat dinner after this uh I th- i'm sure you can piss of you bro and um, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. We sure as hell did. Yeah, it was great. So, um, yeah. So before we get started on talking about anything new, I remember you were, you were kind of indignant about me saying that people have given up certain freedoms and they're gone. And you were, and you were like, what do you mean they're gone? They can't, What do you mean? We can bring him back. I'm like, no, I don't think we can. I think I think this generation has pretty much shot ourselves in the ass. You mean? Are you, are you talking about the last year and a half, or are you talking about just in general? You're talking about the coronavirus. Stuff, well, no, right? no. Well, first of all, freedom of speech. There's no such thing. Let's let's uh, let's just let's just get that out. You in mean the it's open. been given away, or what do you mean? I think I think there was never a such thing as freedom of speech. Well, in America, you, you su- supposedly, <coughs> supposedly in America, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to have freedom of speech. You are. And the government can't impose any kind of laws against it. Right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, they kind of do. They might call it something like insurrection, national security. Oh. Patriot Act's all about that, right? Alien and Sedition Act. That was 1800. Or was it 1799. So you're saying that the government can circumscribe some of these constitutional protections we have in the guise of other shit? Well, sure. They always kind of throw that in. So if you want to talk about coronavirus stuff, yeah. the shutting down of, of economies and the free exercise of movement, which is basically a fundamental right. That's the, that's the whole purpose of this country. And now they're talking about, well, are there travel restrictions already? Do you have to show a card to get on a plane? I don't know, but you have to wear a mask. <coughs> it may or may not be. So you have to wear a mask on a plane, but you can get together in a stadium with 100,000 people. Because it's what? Because it's open air? I don't know why you're looking for a consistency. Because like, I would like to think that the, the, the sum of it makes sense. It makes sense to you... It- it makes sense if it makes sense to you at the time. Well, that's just fucked up. No one said that it wasn't. And 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 again, right? There's a there's a new variant that that everyone's g- g- given all kinds of uh, attention to. The it's Omicron the in Africa, right? The Omicron variant. Omicron. Yeah, that sounds made up. Well, no, that's how, that's how they name them. But <coughs> nobody knows. <coughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows how the new ones, the regular stuff, is. But they do know that the shots don't work for very long, if they ever did. 
So that'll be the next thing. You have to have a booster shot. Should, are you supposed to have a booster shot every six months? Because you remember they said, oh, boosters are only going to be for um, the at-risk people or the people that like got the shot less, like more than, what was it, like eight months ago or ten months ago. So now that's changed. <clears throat> but again, I don't want to go into the weeds on this because that's kind of what people want. They want us to go into the weeds. Sure. Um, if you want to look at the, uh, the right-wing sphere, the minority view sphere, the fringe sphere, or the, the, the thing that I like to call it, the conspiracy sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, we, were, we were first introduced to um, controlled opposition a couple of years ago. That term, controlled mm-hmm. opposition. Right. And as I looked to all the stuff, everything that's on TV or whatever media you want to go into... I agree. Now, controlled opposition is a what's the what's the famous book? I don't think it's a commie guy. I don't think it's a Solowinsky thing. It's not. Are you sure about that? No, because I read it and I read it very quickly, and I really don't care about it. Okay, but it makes sense, and you know, I was I was operating under the idea if 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 a group had control of everything, they would have total control. But again, I'm operating on a fallacy. Because we like to think that we are accomplished and that we can do things, mm-hmm. and so I'm sitting there thinking, well, if they could, if if they could, if someone could take over, they take over completely. And a friend of mine was like, well, haven't they? And I sit there and thought about it. I was like, okay, they may have, but it's not that complete. It's not that deep. It's not even that wide. And I thought about it some more. I'm like, wait a second. We're all just people. We're all just um, like language alert, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. My fa- one of my favorite terms. <clears throat> I remember I heard it once um, watching Full Metal Jacket. Dude, I think I used that term as one of our podcasts, and it didn't get that much heat. And I, I heard it again when I went, went to a, a preparatory course in South Carolina. Really? Yeah. And like I just amphibian, sh- amphibious shit. Amphibian, <laughs> grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. <sighs> I mean, that's like the lowest of the low, right? Amphibian shit. And so, as I look the way things are, even the people that, that, because I, I, I kind of consider myself a bit of a populist, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because before the populist was, it was code for commie way back in the day. Oh, was it? In the old days. And well, now, that seems changed then. And now the commies have taken over and the populists don't like it. <laughs> so... It's really kind of funny. And the commies and the populists hate each other. Well, because the, the, the man is now the commie. Right. And the populists don't want to be under the boot of the man. And now the counter-revolutionary is what? The conservative? Well, maybe, but even, even then. So I need, to, I need to organize my thoughts here. Okay. So this whole the, the idea of the controlled, the controlled opposition is really to keep people quiet. Thinking someone's going to do something for us, right? There's somebody fighting these guys. Yeah, someone. We've got a voice, so I don't need to worry. Potentially, that might be the that might be the whole the whole thing. Just keep people quiet. And that got me to thinking about, you know, the idea of don't don't nominate someone else to do something that you should do. Don't nominate someone else to do your job, and. But what if you don't know what your job is? Everybody like, knows what their job is. Yeah, but like, 
It's all very well to say that, Dave. It's all very well to say people know, right? But, like, sitting there and figuring out how to fight something that's, like, unseen or is, like, mass, like massive or some some vast thing that's, like, pushing against you, like, where do you even begin? Okay, let's start with taking care of your own kids, for one thing. Okay. Don't nominate someone to do your job. I was thinking about all the foods that I love, right? Uh-huh. And growing up in the South, the foods that I love is soul food. Fried chicken, uh, black-eyed peas, turnip greens, chicken wings, uh, mac and cheese, mm. ham hocks, barbecue, cornbread. Yum, yum. Oxtail soup, both Korean and non-Korean. That sounds good. Now, that got me to thinking about the Civil War, and I think that slavery would have, was probably well on its way out because, because of, of Southern food. What? That Southern food was the food that the slaves ate. They yeah. got the worst part of, the, of everything, and they had to make it taste good. And let me tell you. I like catfish. The Africans from way back from Africa yeah. know how to cook. Yeah. Okra, fried okra, one of my favorite foods, right? Okra is one of my favorite foods. It's an African food. I don't know that. Sort of peanuts, oddly enough. But and and when I thought about that, like that that food crept into the Southern culture because the rich planters had black women taking care of their kids. Okay. And those black women <laughs> fed those kids the food that they eat. Right. You know, buttermilk biscuits, cornbread, black eyed peas. I don't know why I keep on going off on black eyed peas. <laughs> what is a black eyed pea? It's a uh, well. Is it, it a pea with a little black eye? It doesn't look like a pea. It's a it's a little bean that looks like a, a really small kidney bean. And it has a does it have a black spot? Yeah, it's gray ish. What's and how, really how do they cook it? Uh, I just had it boiled with like a piece of ham in it. To, to... Oh yeah. So is it like mushy after you've boiled it? It's not that mushy, but it tastes like peas. No, it doesn't taste like peas at all. That's confusing. Um, anyway, sorry. But they, but they, those, those, those kids, rich planter kids grew up eating that food. Mm-hmm. When they become adults, they wanted to keep on eating that food. So it, it permeated throughout the whole culture. Right. And when those kids became the elite of Southern society, I'm pretty sure they were sitting there thinking, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to be enslaving this, these people. Right. This is my, this is my supposition. I, I think it's probably true, although there's plenty of activists that would say, no, man, well, that's not what they were thinking at all. They're just I'm like, as, how the fuck do you know? They're just as entitled to their opinion as I am mine. And I think about things today. All the all the people, all the very rich people who have Hispanic nannies for their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, I've, I've, heard, I've heard untold stories of, of little kids that could speak perfect Spanish up until they went to school. And I'm sitting there going... Why did these kids learn no perfect Spanish? Like, well, because the person taking care of them was Mexican or whatever. Not sure what they spoke to. And them. mom and dad had to, to quote unquote, work. And basically, as mom and dad had to live live the life of, a, of an English lord. Yeah. In this day and age, like the whole the whole two person income. I think that's I think that's fallacious too. This whole idea that you need two people working to 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 support a family. I know millionaires that can get by on two, on three grand a month. Yeah. So it's made up. 
I think that part's made up. Although I do think things are way more expensive than they should be. Well, they are. Need to be. They are. They are. But <clears throat> but that maybe that's part of the plan. Right? There's there's a whole again. We're getting sidetracked, right? I'm getting sidetracked, and that's easy to do. But the whole thing about the controlled opposition. I mean, even even Tucker Carlson, who says day in day it out, um, how the best people in America are my people, right? And I. I it's kind of it's kind of weird to say my people because my my mom and dad were not like day laborers or anything or you know the hard working blue collar folks. Mm-hmm. Um, your, I'll, dad, your dad works as a blue collar guy though. When he when, when, when he first came when here, he first right? immigrated, yeah. Well, would would you call running a store would, after that? Would you would you call running a business blue collar or not? No, because at that point now you're like you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Getting getting way more. You're getting. But more. he was doing blue collar shit when he came out here. That's that's kind of that's kind of what he was sponsored to do. Right. But again, I, I consider myself a blue collar guy. But that's probably just because I'm an American. Americans all believe that they're blue collar. If you tell if you if you I remember in college I was I would I would joke around with some guys and and, and tell them that they were like rich and wealthy and they were they were doing pretty well. But in America, to say that you're rich is kind of like a. A negative statement. That's like saying you're a you're a pedophile almost, because we want to we want to embrace this whole idea that we're all these hardworking blue collar folks. And let me tell you, there's plenty of them out there. But that don't that don't make you that that doesn't that's not the end all be all. Mike Milley is a, is an army officer. Who the fuck's Mike Milley? He's he's the guy that's the chairman of Joint Chiefs. <clears throat> okay. Hell, Robert E. Lee was an army officer. John McCain was a Navy officer. But and those guys get into their positions and they're probably making shit tons of money. Well, they're 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 doing they're doing the that kind of work to 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 get onto their position of power or whatever. And and again, we're still we're st- we're kind of we're kind of getting we're kind of getting off point. And well, let's get back on point. Well, the point is the point is that in this day and age, you can't or ever, but more so in this day and age, you can't nominate someone else. To do your job. Raising your kids is the example that I will use. Let's say I don't have kids, though. Right? Okay. My, my situation, right? Um, renting. Don't really have much family around. Watching kind of what's going on in my, as my fucking city goes to the pot. Goes to pot. What am I supposed to do? What do you want to do? I want my city to be fucking cleaned up. I don't want like fucking, I don't want junkies on my doorstep. I don't want people like breaking into my fucking building compound or my <clears> apartment and stealing shit from me. Well, you have to find some like-minded folks to agree with you and then put pressure on bureaucrats and elected officials. Mm-hmm. But what I was going, but what I was going to go back at, even, even all the people that sit to that, that <clears> lift <throat> up, talk about how great the salt of the earth people are, right? Mm-hmm. They don't like populists either. They're not populist. Tucker Carlson actually even said that not too long. He's like, I'm not a populist. But what about all the people that like Donald Trump? He's a populist. No, he's not. He is a populist. He's not a populist. You have said on this podcast that he's a populist. I have. If I did, then that is incorrect. <laughs> what he's done is he's gotten the populist to support him, but he is not a populist. You said he was. I'm almost like, I, I got to get back through the archives. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. He probably acts like one. So what is he? He's an elite. Well, I don't know. He's a, he's a billionaire. Wouldn't you think he? Would, wouldn't you think that's pretty elite? Yeah. He was the president of the United States. I don't know how much more elite you can get than that. Mm-hmm. 
But he doesn't seem like a lot of those other guys, though. And and that's great. You know, I'm glad I'm glad that that, that folks like like me was able to get someone to kind of scare the elites. But it, it doesn't matter what he did. Like it doesn't matter. Even if like he achieved a whole lot of stuff, they're never going to attribute it to him. They're never going to attribute it to him. He didn't achieve anything. The elites still are the elites, and the stuff that they do still happens. I mean, think about it. The whole point of everybody of everybody showing their their uh, their disgruntledness, their anger at the Affordable Care Act, did that thing go away? No. And you know, people might be sending mixed messages, right? They were everyone saying, "Oh, I don't like this," but everybody's like, "Well, I do like the idea of you know being able to be taken care of when you know blah blah blah." So I'm not I'm not talking about like changing the world right now. I know for a fact I can't do it. Nobody can. But you you know what needs to be done. But you're not you're not in politics. I don't. If I were in politics, whatever I know that that needs to be done would would dissolve. So, so you're saying that you should get what? Get a group of people together and make other people do stuff? No, no, no. I'm saying you should you should figure out what it is that is necessary, that is needed, what you think should be done. And I know that it's not it's not going to be the same. You get you get you get five people together; they'll have five different opinions about how to do something. Well, that sounds fucking difficult. It is difficult, but. Again, you're you're like putting the cart in front of the horse and taking us in a different direction. I'm just I'm just talking about little things that I think people can do to keep from getting hijacked. And I'm not it's not easy. You can be the most idealistic person in the world and and and, and decide, well, you know what? The best way to change this is if I get into into the halls of power, I can change it there. No, the halls of power change you. Or you might think you're an outsider, an activist. You're like, well, you know what? I'm going to tear it down and, and make something different. No, you're going to tear it down and then you're going to be at the top and it's going to be different again. Different again being everything's going to be the same, except maybe more people might be unhappy, but you're going to be rich. Nobody, you can't, I don't think that there's a such thing as a, as a society where the, the elites go away. There's always going to be elites. No one's going to give up that power. And again, we're talking, we're, we're going in a different direction. What can you do? Don't nominate someone else to do what you should do. Don't, don't take, don't want credit or accolades for stuff that you're supposed to do. Right. You know, like, uh, like the people that try to, um, parlay their, their, their status as someone who served in the military into more stuff. Right. Am I, am, do I blame them for doing that? No. I think it's I think it's good that people join the military, and I think that that when you do that, that you should you should damn well be proud that you've done it. I don't expect. And you know, if your friends, if your friends from the oh look, so like uh, in in Korea in the old days, uh, old days being at least twenty, thirty years, maybe even fifty years ago, Korea had a notoriously hard bar exam, like two percent passage rate. And they would go, people would go in and because Korea is a Confucian and Eastern society, being a, a bureaucrat or be working for the state is kind of like the end is, is a, is a real big deal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would go and become uh, their version, Korean version of a prosecutor. Well, you can't stay there all the time. And, you know, when they, when they left and decided to just be regular attorneys, mm-hmm. their friends would funnel business to them. Right. 
He doesn't have to sit there and say, well, I used to be a prosecutor. <clears throat> no, because it's fucking 2%. But th- those are those are two things I think might be helpful. Uh, so children and... Well, well, doing doing things don't nominate someone else to do what you should do. But, you know... And, 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 and that runs in a whole lot. Like taking care of... Looking after your own interests. You should do that yourself. Don't vote for someone and say, okay, well, that guy is going to change everything. That's that's like one guy or gal. We have like, what, 500 and something elected officials in the federal government. But you have local government. You have state government. If you want to go the government route, even even with what's going on with a lot of uh, the the parent revolt, quote unquote, revolts against uh, against uh, the teaching system. You know, you just kind of look, I understand life gets in the way. But if you have a kid, your only job is to try and make that kid into a contributing member of society. An upstanding citizen. That doesn't happen if you kind of sit there and think, oh, well, you know, the school board is going to take care of things. The government's going to do everything or, you know, somebody else is going to do stuff. There's a lot of buck passing going on. Well, that I agree with. Um, and as a man, especially... Any young man listening, don't don't expect someone else to do stuff for you. Try to do it yourself. Now, how do you do it? And, and that's that's where education becomes really important. Because the reason why nobody, none of the elites like populists is because because is because the more people you get involved, the dumber the group gets. So, you know, if you aren't if you aren't armed with critical thinking. If you aren't armed with with the knowledge of history or all this stuff, then you're you're kind of screwed. Even if you even if you do have it, you're screwed. But who's 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 freaking getting an education these days that gives you that those skills? I mean, I, it's almost like you you have to teach yourself. Exactly. You know, you have to have parents that put you on the right path, and then you have to be inquisitive enough to to do it. Now, you might not have the brain power to do it, and if you don't. That's that's actually kind of too bad, but this whole idea that well, like 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 what was it? I told you about about some some investment bank saying they're not going to hire more any any more white people until they can fill out the spots with Asian and, and black people, mm-hmm. so that their their upper management can be you know more representative. Mm-hmm. I read something about the 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 Baltimore school district, how like you know, and LA County too about how there are record numbers of black people. Black students passing, but in in Baltimore, some woman found out that her child, who had only passed three classes in his entire high school career, had a GPA something like point one three or one point three or something something that's 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 considered failing. Mm-hmm. And he was this kid was in the top half of his class. Now you put that kid in, a, in an investment bank, and he's not going to know what to do. You put that kid in a in a regular college class, and He's going to fail. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't help to throw money at the problem, which is oddly enough what the Baltimore school district said you should do. You need to put more money into it. And they spent like $2.4 billion. But So you need to do away with this? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, we've, we've, there's, it's been 100 years, 100 years of decadent orgy, really. And the main beneficiaries of that, we're probably on the tail end of it. But the ones that started it, the ones that were living in the middle of it, they're all dead. They didn't have to pay the piper. 
we're probably we're probably the first generation that's going to have to start paying the piper for it and all the generations after us unless things change will things change probably not what's the fucking point well that's that leads me to one of my favorite thought experiments that i used to have for people oh great and that was if you knew you were going to lose would you rather lose by a little or lose by a lot and the the the, the most common answer was um I want to lose by a little. And when I asked why, the response was always the same. Because I could win. No, no, no. You're not going to win. So do you want to lose by a little or lose by a lot? <laughs> and then another 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 answer that came up, which I thought was kind of kind of funny, but then I thought about it, is that person just didn't want to want to answer the question. And that was, well, why would I lose? Like okay, so you're not taking me seriously, and I'm and and I was I, I was. How actually, about like if I'm gonna lose, fuck it. Like, what does it matter whether it's a little or a lot? I lost. Okay, but you know you know the answer to that. No, I don't. You're gonna die someday. Okay. Why bother? <laughs> but if I've lost by a little or lost by a lot, am I gonna be remembered for losing by a little? No. Like, is that gonna be my legacy? Well, he almost. He almost won. If that's what you if that's what you're thinking about, then you're not thinking about. Well, actually, there is no right answer to that. You want to know what my answer was? What? I want to barely lose. I want it to be a knockdown, drag out fight. <laughs> I want I want that I want that other person's win to be so hard fought that they never want to fight again, ever. Oh. Not because that's I your could personality though. Right. And that's, it's more of a personality. Because my personality was like, if I know I'm going to lose, then I, at that point, I'm, I'll just be like, fuck it. And that's, I think that's where a lot of people are. And that's, that is the sentiment that gets taken advantage of. Because like, why even bother fighting? Like if you're going to lose, like, like if I'm going to try and change things <clears> and I'm going to spend a whole lot of time, effort, resources, trying to figure shit out, trying to get a movement going, and then it's futile... What's the fucking point? Well, there you go. That that to me says that you're an incredibly self-centered person and you have like grandiose ideas about about what you should be able to accomplish. You yourself. Right. Right? And I'm not saying this to be mean. Okay, maybe you don't win. What if somebody else after you does? Because of the fight you put up. Well, that's something. Everyone's going to die. Why 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 bother? Because do you want to live a life that is meaningful to you? Or do you want to go around being some animal? For all the people that think that we're above the animals. Yeah. Which leads me to my other, my absolute favorite put down is gook. Makes me laugh like you wouldn't believe. And I told you the story. Came from the Korean War. Right. When the American soldiers came over, the Koreans were like saying, me gook, me gook which in Korean means America. But these dumbasses, and hey, you know, I love soldiers, but a lot of them are dumb. <laughs> right? The old, the, old, the, old, uh, the old joke about why'd you join the army? Or the old joke is, did you do well in school? It's like, well, you know, I went, but I didn't do very well. And the answer is, that's why you're in the army. <laughs> that's the punchline. But these, these guys sitting there hearing these, these, these crowd of natives yelling out, Migook, 
were saying, oh, hey, look, they're calling themselves gooks. We can call them that too. <laughs> I don't know gook came from Korea. Gook means country. Gook. What's me? Me is, is Great America. country. Beautiful. In beautiful Chinese, country. In Chinese characters, mi gook, mei guo, means beautiful country. Wow. That's some dumbass shit. So whenever I'm hit with a put down like that, I've never, I've never actually been called one. You've been called other things, though. Yeah, but you know, I'm just like whatever. That 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 don't piss me off. I mean, I get I get pissed off a lot. Don't get me wrong, but stuff like that, that just makes me laugh. And if I were a black man, I would go nuts over the the, the stereotype of black guys having huge penises. Why? That's a put down. Back in the old days. Slavery days, back in the days when, when black people were considered subhuman and trying to scare like, oh, they just want to have sex with all your women because they got these huge cocks. So they got tiny brains and big, big, big dicks. All you want to do is go around having sex with stuff. That's pretty fucked up. And, and, you know, this whole idea of like grabbing on, like owning whatever to, uh, to take control of it and make it yours. Like, you know, the, the gay, the gay folks have faggot. Yeah. Black people call each other nigger all the time. As a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, they've, they've taken control over that word. And it doesn't hurt as much. And my response to that is, well, maybe, but how about that word not being meaningful? Again, this is just my opinion. And in case anyone is wondering, and if that sound makes it into the podcast, that's that dinner. That is dinner. We got a little wise later. <clears throat> but... So I think I think the things to kind of help with 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 populism is to <clears throat> arm yourself with the tools to be able to carry on a good fight in society. And right now, and when you're in society, the only tool really you can use is education. Now, does that mean every educated person is going to be whatever? No. Does that mean everyone can be educated? No. You know, the dirty little secret of, of if you if you pass everybody or if you make things accessible to everybody, then you have to lower standards. So and, what, the hell, what the hell do you do if you're non-educated today, though? Well, that's everybody. So where do you even begin as far as like with your kids or starting a movement or whatever? Well, starting a movement is something that, that I think that's the last thing you should think of. The movement will occur. You don't need to start it. Anybody that wants to start a movement really just wants to be at the head of it and get all the, oh. the accolades in my book. But starting a movement sounds like... I've never seen a not. poor activist. There must be some poor activists. Al Sharpton, he's, a, he's an activist, right? He, yeah. ain't, he ain't poor. Maybe he was at the beginning, though. What, when he was a Calypso singer? Or is that I, Farrakhan? I don't, what, I don't know what Al Sharpton was before he was a politician. He's not a politician. He's an activist. He's a fucking politician. There you go. Barack Obama was an activist. Yeah. See, this is America where everyone tries to kind of hide their... Well, in any society, you really have to hide your, your naked ambition. Mm-hmm. But in America, you have, to see, you have to seem like a blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth type of person. Yeah. Well, what's so good about being a blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth person? It's not being poor. It's not being being led. It's being the type of person that 
doesn't nominate someone else to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Because they can't. No one else is going to do their stuff for them. Right. You know, way back when, out on the prairie on the farm, you can't go, oh, my plow broke. You can't go to the plow store and have somebody fix it. You got to do it yourself. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I hate technology and uh, <laughs> the internet and all that stuff, YouTube has, you know, there's there's a whole lot of stuff that I learned how to do around the house just from, and with my car, just from watching YouTube videos. I was just thinking of that, that song, There's a Hole in My Bucket, Dear Eliza. What does she tell him to do? She tells him to fix it. Um. So we probably spent way too much time on that, and and we'll keep we'll keep coming back as we always do. But you also had some things that you really like to talk about. Well, it's really just to do with what our. Um, <clears throat> this is something that's always been. It's something that's always been a question in my life, right? It's like, and I I, I don't. It's like a searching, I guess. It's like always. The question in my mind is always like, what is my purpose and am I living my purpose? And I always feel like I'm, you know, it, I always feel like I'm coming up short. I always am like, is this, is this what it's supposed to be? Right. And I just don't know. I'm not quite sure where you find your purpose. Right. Like, or, or, or how you even know if you're living your purpose. Right. Because I feel dissatisfied, like, a lot of the time, right? Well, that's the whole and point of that question, isn't it? I think I think when someone asks, "What is my purpose?" Really, what you're saying, what you're not really asking, what you're saying is, "I don't like what I'm doing right now." Yeah, but like, if I have this attitude, like, what is it? Like, does it even matter? Like, if I was whatever I was doing, would I be asking the damn question? You know, or well, is that, there, or is there something out there that if I was doing it, I would be all of a sudden I would be like very satisfied. Well, that's, that's, uh, I hear you because I, I, I've been, I've been very unsatisfied. Well, pretty much at every point of my life. Cause I'm like, is that why I'm <clears throat> sitting here feeling angry? Cause I'm just dissatisfied with my life. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I think so. That's the, I think that's the way it was for me because I've never asked what my purpose is. Really? Yeah. I've never wondered to myself what my purpose is and am I living it? I have that like thought. A lot. My 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 iteration of that of, of what you're going through is of what you've been going through in your life is I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah, and a lot of times it doesn't even go beyond that. Because you know what people say, right? Like the answer, if you say to somebody, "I don't like what I'm doing," you know what they say? Do something else. Yeah, change it. Make some changes in your life. That's like, true. You know, do something about it. It's true. And I'm like, okay, but if I don't, if you don't know where you're headed then how the hell do you know how how can you how can you plot a course if you don't know what your destination is yeah. other than your destination of like what you always say which is the ultimate destination being death your destination is death <sighs> yeah what but, you do what you do with your time here that's up to you in my book and the whole idea of am i living my purpose my answer to that is to everyone is i don't know but you're where you're supposed to be I, I think that's all of that is true, but I don't know that it's necessarily helpful. Because you want some kind of answer. Yeah. Like answer what? I want, I want the, the, the fucking finger, the lightning bolt, the rod, the voice in my head to say, could, some confirmation, right? Some confirmation. 
In the form of what? I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know. I mean, some answers. Again, in the form of what? These if answers? I knew the answer, then, you know. Right. If you knew the answer, you would float and sit on top of a mountain and have a whole bunch of other people coming to you and saying, what is, what, what should I do? <laughs> Unfortunately, the answer is just, is almost as individual. I think there are things that people can all do to, to help, to help them get to that answer. And that, that works within the framework of the society that we live in. In this society, in this country up until this point, the answer has always been arm yourself with education and not the crappy education of it's not your fault and not that not, or, or like, uh, you know, you need to take money away from the man or, you know, everybody needs to, to be the same, whatever. I mean, that's, those, those are, those are slogans really for the, for the most part, if you've got a full belly, a roof over your head, Mm -hmm. that at that level, you're like, okay, everything is cool. Now you want a full belly of better food and a better roof. And when you get that, you're like, okay, everything's cool. But now I want a full belly of better food than I just had and a better roof than I'm living in now. Right. This whole, this whole desire of wanting better and more. Right. Now, if you ask, if you ask the Christians or any religion, the answer is going to be, well, you know, you need to fill yourself up with God and all this other stuff will go away. And I'm like, okay, maybe. But for me, that's not the answer. The, I mean, you know, for, for a lot of people, it could just be, I want to be, well, for the longest time, my, my whole beef with, uh, with, uh, not having very much personal accomplishment was and still is a very big annoyance to me. And when I thought about what that annoyance was, why it is, the answer that I came up with is because I don't want everyone else, everyone else to think I'm a lackluster schmuck. Yeah. So that's really about pride, I guess. I think a lot of, a lot of my question is about pride because I think if, if I felt like I was doing better than, I don't know, this, this idea in my head of how I need to be doing, I think if I was doing really, really well, I don't know if I would be asking the question, sitting there saying, oh, what's my purpose, right? No, you'd be talking about how great you are because you're doing really, really well. Yeah. So. And this whole idea of accomplishment is is another fallacy that we've kind of fed ourselves in the richest country in the world. Um, you know, and we think about all these people who are quote unquote great, accomplished a lot. And when I sit there and think about it, I'm like, well, they didn't accomplish anything. Like if you think about Michael Jordan, incredible basketball player, mm-hmm. you know, is probably a legit billionaire in his own right. If not, he has hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Living a great life. Or what, what we would think is living a great life, right? Yeah. A lot of that is an accident. All of that is an accident. You know how I know? No. What if Michael Jordan were born 200 years before he was born? He certainly wouldn't be that any of those things. In, in America, yeah. 200 years before he was born, he would have been a slave. Right. Bill Gates, any of us, anybody right now with any of the billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. Born 200 years before they were born. Yeah, they would have been the village idiot. <laughs> All these people that can code, 
Well, if there were no computers and all, basically you've got this mind that can do this one thing that is, is of no relevance whatsoever to life. <laughs> but maybe they would have found some different skills, Dave. Yeah, they might have been a shitty farmer. How do you know tech guy couldn't be a good farmer? Come on. Maybe they'll come up with some technology. Okay, so... Some farming technology. Right, Elon Musk's supposed to be super tech guy? Yeah. Did he write code? He, I know he was involved I in... I know he was well, involved he was an engineer, in... engineer, wasn't he? I know he was involved in PayPal. Yeah, I don't know what But he I don't did. know what he did. All right, either. But let's say Elon Musk was born... He's what, South African? Yes. Let's say he was born in South Africa 200 years ago. Uh-huh. He'd have been praying to God that some, that some Zulu didn't come gut him. <laughs> I don't know if there's Zulus in South Africa, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Everything, everything that we call accomplishment is an accident. Well, I think there's a lot of people that might not very like that statement very much. And then they can, they can take it and and wipe their butt with it, throw it away, (laughs) sit there and say, that guy's an idiot, whatever they want to say. Or just use this podcast to fall asleep to. I'm fine with that too. But, you know... Thinking that you have any control, this this is where my my, my whole my whole belief in, in fate and destiny comes into play. Yeah. It's an either or type of thing. You either believe it or you don't. If you don't, great. If you do, great. You know, whatever. But from my example from, from the examples that I have seen in history and my in, and in my personal life, you kind of are where you are. Now, if Michael Jordan were born two hundred years ago. He might have been the first slave to, like, you know, I don't know, make it to Canada and 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 start a start a sports empire, something. Yeah, that was his fate. His fate was to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And if he were born before, maybe that would change things. I don't know. Maybe in a former life he was a slave and didn't it didn't do do too well. I don't know. You know, my my thoughts are unraveling right as I speak, which <laughs> happens with a lot of things that it's I say. Um, but. But beyond all that, you know, there are things that you can control and things that you can't. The things that you control, you can control are don't want credit or praise for stuff you're supposed to do. You graduated from high school. Okay, fine. In this day and age, everybody does. Hell, in this day and age, everybody goes to college. Standards have been lowered. Oh, okay, maybe I have no personal, no great personal accomplishments in my life. Maybe I suck. And I went through like the highest level of education you can have in this country. But because everybody gets pushed along, even in my suckiness, I got through there. <laughs> and life is just telling me, you suck, dude. That's why you can't do anything. Or that's not, or that's why you're not, you're not where you think you should be. Yeah, see, I'm never going to have that thought that I suck. Okay, fine. It's not, it's not my place to sit there and tell you that you do. Only person I can tell that I, you know... It's like the it's like the same with uh, it's like the the same with uh, the uh, you know range for excuses. Oh, what range for excuses is zero meters. Well, that sucks. The range for for responsibility is zero meters. That sucks too. And again, that could just be my own personal thing, but you know, yeah, if things in your life aren't going the way you like. Try something else. If that don't work, try something else. If that don't work, try something else. Don't get don't get defeated. But it's easy to say try something else. It's hard to try something else. I mean, it's hard to pivot. 
change is difficult, right? Change is extremely stressful. Um, it's hard. I think change is very extremely difficult. Change that you don't want to do. So when somebody says, you know, just try something different or do something different or try changing some things up, I'm like, it's probably good advice, but you know, it's simplistic advice. I just don't know how, you know, the next question is like, how it's simplistic advice. Like what, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What's the first thing you do when you, when you make a mistake? Try and correct the mistake. Or yeah. Figure out why you, how you, what the mistake is and then try and correct it. Yeah. But you know, in my book, nothing is a mistake until it's found out. Okay. You know, like mistakes in a contract. I find, I find tons of them. Yeah. If you catch it, it's not a mistake. If it goes through, that's when it was a mistake. Only if the mistake fucking rears its head, right, at some point. Well, pretty much. I think I think the response, the global response from the elites and and the people was a giant mistake. Yeah. On the on the on the common people's side, one one really based on fear. I gotta do something. And in the people that want to hold on to the power, same deal. I got to do something yeah. or I'm not going to have my cushy power gig anymore. And, uh, you know, can we correct it? I don't think we can. Someone else has to come later and fix it. You made a mistake? Yeah. It's already been done. This past year has already happened. And because this past year has already happened, it can happen again repeatedly. In the lifetime of everyone around that's alive now, and maybe even for a couple of generations after. Uh, I think we've run out of gas. I know I have too much Prosecco, bro. So, let's eat and maybe we'll figure it out later. Talk to you guys next week.